No one knows what the future holds, but if a new house is in your future, I can help from a safe distance. I'm Nick Acosta, your downtown expert, and I'm hosting safe and sanitary open houses. Nothing is different except for temperature checks at the door and masks are required, but it still smells like there are fresh baked cookies in the oven. So come on by one of my safe and sanitary open houses and I'll say welcome home from six feet away. This is Home to All, an all-inclusive real estate podcast with your host, Nicholas Acosta. Nick sits down with guests to talk about real estate and how it works. Reach him at downtown.expert on Facebook and Instagram or his website, www.downtown.expert or call or text him at 407-508-8809. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. This is Nicholas Acosta, your host of the podcast, Home to All, an all-inclusive real estate podcast, joining you today from downtown St. Petersburg, Florida. As always, I've got Blanchard Insurance, Mike Tinsetti, let me add him into the... Uh, there you go, Mike. How's it going, Mike? Hey, great, Nick. How are you doing this uh, happy Good Friday? Oh, no. Yeah, it's an awesome Good Friday, and that's right. Easter's this weekend, too, so... Yeah, I, I totally forgot about that the other day. I had <laughs> we I had something uh, work related like planned for uh, and everybody else did for uh, Sunday, and then we all sat around and we're kind of like, yeah, we've kind of forgot. You know, it's Easter on uh, this Sunday. And for some reason, I thought it was uh, more into April. Everybody was like, well, it's in April. Well, I'm thinking, well, this week's March and still March, so I wasn't really thinking clearly. <laughs> so we, we had to do a lot of rescheduling, uh, you know, for this weekend. Just kind of snuck up on us uh this year and uh you know after covid it's you know these holidays uh it's it's kind of like you really didn't have much of an easter last year so it's kind of become a foreign thing now so it's kind of like you're trying to remember these holidays you know (laughs) and come in order for the rest of the year oh no i completely agree well i know we're busy like the real estate market is doing really well and busy so it's keeping you guys over at blanchard busy and then me over here in st pete uh we just Got the condo officially is sold in Orlando. And uh, so we have more roots down here in St. Pete. So I can completely understand. I even told Lee and, and some other people that I forgot it was a holiday weekend too. So it's all good. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sure, you know, yeah, just like you said, with the real estate market, I know, you know, you're working 24-7, 365. And just like us over here, you know, keeping the same pace, you know, trying to keep up. How is the market over there, uh, you know, in St. Pete? I mean, I know we have uh, our team of uh, Haley and Antonio who are living actually downtown St. Pete and working out of there. And they've said it's been pretty crazy. But I just wanted to gather your thoughts on, uh, uh, you know, where St. Pete was and where you see going now oh yeah definitely so just really quick everybody i was born and raised in st petersburg florida so when i was a kid back in the 80s it was not what it is today but even year a few years ago it is not what it is today it was actually still kind of a sleepy town for just uh, visitors pretty primarily uh but as of right now we are on the map, like Miami, you know, Miami still is on the map, but we're getting a lot more attention now just because we have a lot new of more new things going up. New condos going up. They do have down there as well, of course, in Orlando. Uh, but we were always known as like the retirement city. Yeah. So nobody really saw us as uh, a bustling metropolis like we are now. Yeah. Um, and it used to be 
when I was growing up as a kid, and then when my grandmother was first, uh, my dad, like my late father, first moved to St. Pete back in the 70s, my grandmother and everybody in Tampa used to refer to St. Pete as the suburb of Tampa, is what they used to call it. So yeah. it's not that way anymore, for sure. So no, I mean, everything I remember about, uh, you know, I've lived here since, you know, the early 90s. And, uh, you know, St. Pete was the only time we really went to St. Pete was to see somebody's relatives, see somebody's grandmother, or we went to the Dolly Museum over there. And that was pretty much it. You know, I mean, nobody right. really went over there. But it's amazing to see uh, in the over the last, in the Ybor City, you know, obviously, as we got older. But yeah, I mean, the uh, last couple times I've been over there uh, down by the waterfront, you know, where the Dolly Museum is, and, you know, that area to see these condo high rises going up and to see how it's really you know matured and to see more businesses there now and and even going out you know across the bridge over to Clearwater to see you know it's you know like even uh, some of those communities uh, especially waterfront uh, starting to get you know really developed no most definitely and um, yeah so I would say as far as our real estate market I've actually since I've been back which is about almost four weeks now, um, actually been taking buyers out uh, to leads that I've gotten that wanted to look at houses and pretty much the same story as in Orlando. If there's a property on the market, the market, the property's on the market for a day. And then they usually end up having about eight offers in on the day one of listing the property. So there is a lot of competition here as well, primarily probably because of cash buyers, but also we still have limited inventory out there. So, yep. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm seeing that. I'm seeing, you know, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, the homes are being sold at, you know, you know, I'm seeing on an average, you know, kind of where I live, uh, you know, from, you know, even just like, you know, 2018. I mean, some of the prices on some of the properties, I mean, my own property has gone up probably 75 to 100K. And from what I'm hearing is from a lot of the realtors we work with and, you know, yourself included that even if, you know, people are going, you know, for, you know, full price going to the table there's competitors out there and you know counter bids that are coming in that are sometimes you know 25 50k like over ask and it's crazy and i've even seen it to where people are actually building houses uh we've had a couple of clients out there in uh you know st pete area in clearwater who started projects and literally are like halfway through the build and somebody comes up and walks and says, look, I will buy this, whatever you've put into this, I will pay that, whatever, I'll you know, pay off all your mortgages. I just want the land and I will finish the build for you. And by, you know, on top of that, I'll, you know, kick in a couple hundred thousand on top of that. So some of, some of these builders are just kind of like, uh, okay, I'll walk away from it. You know, if I'm going to make this much money on it. So. No, no, I completely agree. Um, like we talked about in pre-show, and I wanted to tell everybody if you guys didn't catch the episode, I know you did, Mike, probably. Yeah. And uh, I had the the pleasure again for the second time uh, the other day to speak to Mayor Jerry Demings, the Honorable Mayor Jerry Demings of Orange County, Florida. And we were just talking about the Orlando real estate and Orange County real estate in general, as well as transit options uh, and their plans for the future. Uh, for instance, one thing I wanted to tell you, Mike, that he told me on the show uh, was that they're looking at ways now, and we know this is the future because of the environment and the environmental impact with cars and stuff, but they were talking about things now to find ways to build housing in conjunction with your workspace, like your office space, so that people can either use rail transit or by foot or by bike or whatever it might be, or, um, or shorter distances to work is what I should say, with less commute times is what the mayor had told me. 
Yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah, I mean, here's the thing, everybody, the Sunrail, uh, it's, it's really interesting because when they started building that, you know, you know, on the old rail lines, and I think they did a really good job in Orange County and in Orlando because, I mean, it just goes right through the Advent Healthcare uh, campus, uh, you know, it goes right through downtown Winter Park. It was great. But I don't, I think the planning, and I think it's on the Seminole County side, once it went over the county line is where Seminole County was kind of like, you know, like, where is this going? Because uh, even though, like the, the closest one nearest me is kind of like off, uh, kind of like off the beaten path a little bit. So not a lot of people use it unless, you know, of course, they're living in Lake Mary, want to commute downtown Orlando or something like that. But it's like if, you know, I couldn't really, I would literally have to get a bike and, you know, go, go another five miles to get to work. Even uh, when it passes through Lake Mary, there wasn't a lot of really office type, you know, locations up there. It's not like it was going, uh, you know, near the International Parkway up there in uh, Lake Mary where a ton you know if people work out of those office buildings so it's good to hear that you know they're going to work on that uh, because it would it would be great I mean you know growing up uh, you know a lot in Europe uh, you know the I, I would you know I, I'd like to see some of the transportation that they have over in Europe uh, and the ideas they have brought over here just for the convenience, um, you know, more trains, you know, more buses. Because over there, I mean, like, you can literally, like, travel anywhere in Europe by, you know, a bus or a train. And it's right. you know, transportation. I mean, you can get literally anywhere. And I'd like to see more of that uh, here in Florida, you know, just like you would find in any other, you know, metropolis, whether it's um, – you know, New York or, you know, Philadelphia or even like Washington, D.C. The last thing I want to see is, you know, Orlando turn into more of like, you know, an L.A. freeway. <laughs> I feel like I'd like to see it go the opposite way, because every time in a, I'm in L.A., it's uh, I don't I don't appreciate sitting in traffic for four hours. Oh, yeah, no, I agree completely. I would I'm a big, big advocate on the way rail is in Europe, and I really wish the United States would adopt more of that uh, transit options like we have over there in that country because it's just crazy i i mean i don't know where else you're gonna continue to expand i4 you would have to keep tearing things down to keep widening that road you know especially in orlando yeah <laughs> the best thing i saw uh which which they did was over the last you know you know five ten years was expanding the 429 to go up to apopka and Mount Dora, because I mean, usually like from going up to Mount Dora from even my office here at Altamont Springs was, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. And like we, I recently did it and it was like, it cut the 429 extension, cut it down to about, uh, I think it was like 20 minutes, which was great. And I want to see, you know, more of that, uh, you, you know, or around Orlando would be great. Just kind of connecting what they already have, uh, to, you know, to make, you know, better traffic options. So, so that's good to hear. Uh no, no, definitely. Yeah, and on another note on that from the interview with uh, Mayor uh, Demings was that uh, the Orange County, Florida, uh, Mark, and, well, as far as tourism, not necessarily tourism, but growth is record-breaking. And we did mention on the show together, he did mention to me, and I asked him this question, uh, if anybody is a theme park enthusiast like we are, um, that Universal Epic theme park, was actually announced that they restarted, and I confirmed that with Mayor Demings. Said that Universal Orlando, Universal Studios in general, has faith in Orange County right now because they see our numbers continuing to grow in terms of tourism as well as full-time residents here in Florida. So 
Yeah, and it's good to hear about the uh, reemployment because I was actually talking to a uh, friend of mine the other day, good friend of mine, and her husband, who's one of the chefs at the you know resorts. I mean, he was let go for a time, but he just got hired back at his old job, and uh, you know, full benefits, more pay, and you're starting to hear some of those stories. You're starting to hear Disney bringing back people, which is good. So, and even you know, local, uh, you know, local service, you know, whether it's you know, entertainment, bar, you know, restaurant. You're starting to see a lot of more people going out. Uh, you're starting to see a lot of the rehires, which I think is one of the most important things out there. No, most definitely. So on that note, we're talking about employment. And I had the privilege of speaking to uh, Proxy Financial the other day that you guys referred me over to. They're a great company. I got to talk to Brian and CJ over there. And uh, speaking of which, so that was a good uh, segue for this conversation. So I'm self-employed. You own a business. We're self-employed. We're entrepreneurs. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about. What do you? What are your thoughts on what, like, for instance, real estate agents or anybody that's self-employed or anybody to prepare for the future in case we did come into this kind of uh, pandemic again of some sorts, so that if you did lose your job, that you wouldn't be struggling or strapped for money to be able to survive through a situation like this. I'm going to go back again to the period of 2006 and 2008, and I compare what's going on right now uh, from my perspective, because, you know, obviously we were around, you know, real estate lending and everything else title, uh, you know, back then as well, more on the mortgage side. But uh, in 2006, you know, everybody, I like to use the analogy is like everybody was living like, you know, it was the, you know, days before, you know, Rome was going to burn down the ground. I mean, uh, people were just money was going flowing. Everybody was happy. Uh, everybody thought that, you know, th you know, this is the Garden of Eden here. I mean, and it's never going away. I mean, you know, Rome's not going to burn. Uh, we're just going to continue getting fat and happy. Nothing can happen. And then I went to 2008 and I just saw so many people unemployed. I went around to uh, mortgage lenders uh, offices that literally closed down overnight, title companies closed down. And it was a scary thing because nobody thought that would happen. And nobody saw it coming. I kind of saw it coming for a while because I thought the regulation on the on the lending side was a little too liberal. I mean, literally, uh, you know, with those balloon notes and, you know, putting somebody who's got a $40,000, you know, a year annual income into, you know, a 4,000 square foot house and then two investment properties at the same time. Yeah, I mean, it was insane. Could you see kind of the writing on the wall? Yes. But I also think, you know, on uh, everybody was still getting fat and happy. And I think people negated the fact that that can go away at any time. And so I'm kind of looking at that now. And I don't think, you know, there's ever going to be a, in, you know, in my lifetime, another crisis like 2008. I think they put, you know, with DTI put in place. And I think there's too many restrictions. But I still think, you know, can the housing market take a dip? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's possible. I mean, with, you know, some of these forbearances coming due, I mean, there's still a lot of unemployed people out there. And, you know, with these stimulus packages and everything, you know, the government, as we know, that at some point, they're going to want their money back. Uh, so I think, you know, even if the housing money dips and back in 
from my recollection in 2008, the amount of realtors that were compared to the amount of realtors in the market right now. And I, I think it's a lot to do with, uh, you know, how it's advertised. I mean, like everybody, I mean, we have 2008, I can't even remember a show that was on HGTV. And now you can turn on HGTV and it's, uh, you know, no matter which show you watch, it's kind of like you can flip houses, you can sell houses, anybody can do this. And in our industry, it's kind of, we go through stages like that where it's like anybody can run out and be an insurance agent or sell health and life insurance and make a million dollars. And that happens in any industry. Uh, but what I'm still seeing a lot of that now. And I think there's so many people out there who have been doing this and are not well established. But I also see, I, you know, from my perspective, I mean, there are a lot of people out there, you know, going out and buying, you know, G-Wagons and, you know, Lambos and Ferraris and 5,000 square foot houses. Yes, that is still going on like it was in 2008. And I'm kind of, I kind of look at it and I go, you know, is anybody putting any money aside like right now? What, who's planning for the future? What's the, per, you know, you know, the plan, the purpose? Uh, perpetuity plan here you know what's going to happen and that's uh, you know i'm a big fan of that of planning obviously in the insurance you know what's the risk versus the reward i mean everybody says you know you, well you're never going to file a claim or that's not going to happen to me and i see houses burn down all the time so i'd like to see more especially independent contractors uh like like yourself nick because like if something happens to you and you know you're a you're a business owner running a brokerage. Who's going to step in to take your place? You know, right. I mean, like, what if you just became disabled? You know, you know, they say you step off the curb, get hit by a bus. You know, is there disability in place? Is there life insurance in place? Do I have? Am I leaving behind money? Do I have money? So if I cannot work and operate, you know, what is my plan? And I think I don't see a lot of people, and, that, and that's the other misconception too. And I was actually having uh, this conversation with uh, Proxy the. The other day, uh, which was about everybody, and it's the younger generation too. I mean, people between the ages of 20 and 40, but it's just they, from what they see on TV, it's like, well, I can watch MSNBC and learn how to be a stockbroker. And, or I can, you know, I can, you know, invest in penny stocks, or I can, you know, you know, you know, read all the information I need off of Facebook and I can be an investor. Well, it's not exactly true. And some of these guys who have been doing this, who's especially worked for proxy, who, you know, sat on Wall Street for, you know, 10 or 15 years experiencing the ups and downs of the market, they can tell you for a fact that it is not easy. It is very complicated. So does a good advisor like come into play to, is it worth it? And the other conversation we really got into was, uh, you know, and I'm sure they probably had this with you, Nick, is like, what is, you know, what is your time worth, what, you know, in regards to whether it's personal time or whether it's work time? Yes. Could you go out and do all this planning yourself and invest in stocks and mutual funds and all that? Yeah. It might take you a year or two to kind of figure out the system. Well, you got to look at it from this perspective and you're in your business. Time is money. So if you've wasted all this time doing this yourself, are you out selling houses? Are you out buying houses? Are you investing in your own business? And if you, you can put a monetary amount on that and say, well, I've wasted all this potential earnings. I could have been earning millions, but no, I'm learning how to put money away for a, a job that's not really mine. And then even on lifestyle, when I look back at you know my own experience where my dad passed away, my mom had all these investments tied up 
And eventually we got to a point of like, I was like, you should stop trying to figure this out for yourself and go hire a planner. And she was retired, but it came down to quality of life. I sat down and had a conversation with her. And I just basically said, you know, like you can put a dollar amount on your quality of life. You want to spend the next two years trying to figure this out and do your own investment strategies and whatnot. Or do you want to go travel? Do you want to go to the world? Because you can put a dollar amount on that lifestyle. And I don't think people, I know a lot of people are very prideful about that. But again, I don't go out there, you know, you don't go out there and pretend to be, you know, the greatest insurance agent in the world. And I don't go out to pretend to be the best realtor in the world. Uh, so it's kind of like you got to pick and choose your battles. And I think that is the value of a, of a very good investment firm is where they can pick out and tell you that, you know, like you're losing money by not doing this. No, I, I completely agree that you're like, you're talking about um, your, what your value of things in life are. They went through, it was like a, a few pages, like a questionnaire that I went through with, I went through it by myself before I had the meeting with them yesterday. Um, but it makes you really think about what, is important to you and of course they cj and then pulled and brian pulled it out of me saying so are you the type of person that likes to go on vacation and travel and i said of course and they asked me why aren't you traveling well even though i'm being conservative with my financials they're like well they said that we can help you be able to travel to be able to, to uh allocate your funds or your finances correctly uh, but you'll still have fun and then I said the reason I didn't want to go out and travel was because I was afraid, even though I had the financial saved up, I was afraid to spend money and pay my bills instead of traveling and not live my life. So I'm glad that I got to work with them yesterday and just going to the next step next week with them. So. Sure. Yeah, and then, you know, and then I know we we're talking about this in pre-show, and like we've actually been working with uh, Proxy since about uh, 2019, and that's and, and it's been a, a demand, you know, by our clients over the years of because uh, we're always being asked, like, you know, why doesn't Blanchard, you know, do this? Why doesn't Blanchard do that? Uh, can you offer these products and services? And we've been thinking about it for. We actually came from the planning space pre 2006, and then we kind of like because of the market the way it was, we kind of just focused on, you know, what we do now, which is primarily property casualty and homeowners insurance. But by popular demand, like we've been asked, so we just didn't fly out overnight and say, like, let's partner with this guy, or let's just open, you know, I'm going to buy an Edward Jones franchise or anything like that. So we've really been spending two years uh, working and going back and talking with proxy and, and testing different ideas. So we are going to be probably opening a Blanchard arm where we uh, hire, you hire some advisors that are going to come and work out of our offices on staff. And we really see a need for it. Uh, not only because on our side on the on property casualty, it's really about protecting your assets. So nothing happens where you get sued and, you know, all your money's, you know, you know, thrown, thrown away in the garbage. But it'd be really good to also have that counter conversation of you do have these assets. Not only can we protect it, you know, with insurance, but we can protect it with investments. We can protect it of so you're going to have that money and help it grow over time. So that's really something that, uh, you know, we're focused on and excited to be partnering with them uh, down the road. So, you know, everybody should stay tuned, you know, for that. It's just another uh, kind of product and service we've, you know, always wanted to be offered. And I think it's coming to fruition where we're actually going to be able to offer that, uh, you know, to some of our clients. I don't know. I uh, think that's awesome that 
and we talked about this and anybody listening that I'm a plan to talk to Mike sometime next week, but seeing about uh, kind of combining stuff with the brokers as well to be able to have some, something in place so that consumers can go to one place and get all their services taken care of and not have to go because it's when you go to buy or you sell, especially when you buy a house, we've been selling to or investing. Um, it's kind of stressful that you have to remember, you have to call the utilities, obviously the yes. utility, par- utility partners out there, but then you got to remember who you got to find insurance because if you have a loan, if you get a loan or something like, even if you don't get a loan, but if you get a loan, your lender says, well, you need to pick an insurance company uh, that you see gets you the best quote and the best coverage. Uh, so there's that on your list. Then you have to remember about hiring movers. And I've been thinking about that idea too, Mike, like finding a, a moving company to partner with as well so that they come to, to get everything under one roof if they choose to. Obviously, we can't force them. But if they choose to, we have all, it all available for them to make it easier. Um, and that way, we take away a lot of the complexities and stress of somebody moving out of their house or their condo or wherever it may be. So, Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that actually brings up a good point. Uh, to, uh, actually, you know, I'll explain this in, in uh, two parts is like, you know, you obviously have your own CRM and I have my CRM for my industry, uh, you know, in our, you know, our dashboards. And I, some of the conversations I've had with our provider, because I sit on one of the boards is, you know, we're always constantly discussing, like, I want to have a dashboard in front of me that has everything at the touch of a button. So if you like, like in yours, it's like, if I want to get an appraiser, I want to be able to go in my software and my app I want it all in one place. I want to be able to click on a button. It gives me an appraiser, schedules it, signs it up. I want here for the title. I want here if repairs need to be made for the property. I want it all in one place. I want it just basically like a dashboard sitting in front of me. Uh, and that's, I think, with the technology side, I think we're getting there. And I'd like to see more technology like that. I don't want to, like, even on my own, you know, my iPhone, I don't want to go to 50 apps anymore. I am so sick of doing that and add-ons and in-app purchases and whatnot. I personally I want it all in one place because, again, you go back to, you know, what's my time worth? And, you know, is there a kind of place of value on that that I'm not earning money for my business? Or is it, you know, I'm taking away from, you know, my personal lifestyle, my recreation? And it gets to another point, uh, and I know we've talked about this in the past where, yeah, I'm, I'm partnered actually in a wholesale coffee company out of Winter Park, but we're actually uh, going to be launching a actual cafe concept. And one of the ideas, and probably in the next like two or three weeks, but one of the ideas we were always discussing over the last like six months was having a cafe concept where we did have a true concierge service, you know, in like a flex workspace. So we're selling coffee, you can go there and work, everything is taken care of. But we were entertaining the idea of going like, you know, what's the great thing about, you know, going to a concierge at maybe a hotel like the Bellagio in Vegas? Well, I can get my dry cleaning there. I can get all these things. So we're talking about actually incorporating that. So while you're working, you could actually have somebody who's like, yes, I will go take care of your dry cleaning, pick it up. I will go to the grocery store for you. I will go fill up your car with gas because that's the one thing I hate. And (laughs) ashamedly, I hate at the end of the day where I'm like, I'm on my way home from work or I got to go somewhere and I got to stop to fill up my tank of gas. And I was sitting there going like, I wish there was a service. Like I had somebody in my office who's just like, I'm going to take your keys, go down and fill up your tank and come back. We were just thinking of different ideas like that. And I, I think you will see a lot of businesses in the future uh, start to combine that so it is uh, like a one-touch business 
And I think you'll see that in, in a lot of real estate brokerages, insurance agencies, uh, restaurants, uh, concepts. And I think you'll see it in a lot of apps because uh, we've moved behind. We've moved beyond, I think, having all these alternative solutions because there's being overwhelmed there are too many but you got to think about uh i mean i got to go online later and order a, you know a water filter for my coffee business and it's like well i'm going to go on amazon i'm going to do this i'm going to i'm going to search for a competitive price when really all i want to do is click one button and have it done for me and i think we're moving towards that which is exciting and i'm looking forward to it i know i completely agree that gives you some ideas for our conversation next week anyhow about uh, working together or whatever, or partnering or whatever you want to call it starting next week when we talk. Cause I think that's the way maybe even having a real estate agent in one of those workspaces to have somebody on hand in case they need to get things taken care of, like looking for properties, but they're busy during the day working. So they have to have somebody close by that can help them, you know? So yeah, absolutely. Awesome. it's about, it's getting to a point where it's about, not only working smarter, but actually living smarter. And you're seeing, all, you know, you know, I'm sure your Facebook feed is, you know, there where it's like everybody's doing self-improvement. I'm at the gym. I'm doing this. I'm eating healthy. But it also comes down to I think the thing that everything's negating is like a, a lot of like I think work-life balance can be more achieved with, you know, better time management and, you know, delegating and a lot of more outsourcing. But again, it's, and, but again, it's just going to be those efficiencies and cutting down to kind of like that one-touch culture. No, I completely agree. And that was uh, something that, like I said, Mayor Dimmings and I talked about um, the other day was how to make, basically like you're saying, to live and work smarter instead of working harder and also putting less of a strain on the environment and the ecosystem that we live in. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. 100% agree. All right, Mike. So we just got another minute or 30 seconds left. I just wanted to ask you your tip or positive information or positive motivation for the week and ahead. So, yeah, go ahead. Uh, we're over a year out of COVID. Uh, everybody survived. Uh, and the, the one thing I've seen is uh, I still there's a lot of people. I think we're going to see mental health issues coming out of COVID, PTSD, stress from it. Because everybody's just slammed. Like, they're going right back and workspaces are opening. Everybody's jumping right back into work. Everybody's, you know, getting married again. Everybody's having kids again after COVID. And I'm, the trend I've been seeing is people are getting, like, stressed and, like, overwhelmed with themselves. Because they're trying to manage, like all this, you know, by themselves, my business reopened. So I got to go back to work and I have my marriage now that was postponed. I'm getting married now. And now I didn't want to have a kid during COVID. I'm having a kid and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I see a lot of people trying to uh, pack that into like almost like a can of sardines. And I'm sitting there going like, we're well, really you're packing gunpowder in there because nobody can tolerate that much stress. And these are like eight friends I see and even myself to a degree. And I just tell everybody like, you need to, uh, we're not going to have a, I don't think we're going to have a pandemic like we had last year, probably ever again, but because now we're prepared for it. So it's like spread these things out and take your time and don't, you know, kill yourself over this. This is, it's just stupid. Talk to people and talk to people. People too, and get a different perspective. Like I'll, I, you know, I'll, I'll go to a friend and talk and say, "Hey," because they're noticing it, and a lot of the time you're not really noticing how stressed you are. So it's good time. It's a, it's, a good, it's always good to just get somebody else's perspective, and maybe they can help you manage kind of like what's going on in your life and spread it out. Because last thing you want to do is explode and you know make bad decisions. And I guess that's you know my sage advice for the week. 
Awesome. Couldn't agree more. And thank you very much, Mike, for being on. And I'll see you next week. And thank you again for everything you do over there. Sounds Patrick good, man. Rivers. And have a uh, great holiday weekend, man. Enjoy. Sounds good. You too. Thank you. <laughs> all right, everybody. This has been Home to All, an all-inclusive real estate podcast coming to you live from downtown St. Petersburg, Florida. I'm Nicholas Acosta, your host and real estate broker with Downtown Expert Realty. You can visit us at downtown.expert. That's www.downtown.expert. Thank you again. Have a safe and fun weekend, and uh, we'll see you around the city. And uh, take care, everybody. All right? Uh, I'm out of here. This has been Home to All, an all-inclusive real estate podcast. Find Nick on Facebook and Instagram at downtown.expert and also his website, www.downtown.expert, or call or text him at 407-508-8809. Thanks for listening. Don't spend hours or days looking for your new home. Let a downtown Central Florida expert guide you. I'm Nicholas Acosta, and I'm here to welcome you home. Being a Florida native, I know how exciting, stylish, and convenient the downtown lifestyle can be. From the nightlife scene in the heart of downtown to the natural beauty of Florida, I'm Nicholas Acosta, and I'm here to welcome you home.